Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Cello Toys podcast on Grapple Arcade. I am Pablo, and with me is a special guest host making his debut on the show. He is the man with the fanciest pants in the land. He is Lance. Now, Lance rhymes with pants and fans. You get what I mean, though. He doesn't need a second name, though. He's like Cher. He's that level of superstar status. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderfully, Pablo Mellons. And how could I possibly do any worse after <laughs> a, an introduction like that? Um, so we're going to uh, talk about today's uh, subject matter, which is the fact that Gangrel is getting a new action figure from Cello Toys. Very, very exciting. We're going to get into that. But also, a little bit of news, the Big Daddy action figure, which will complement your either one of your giant haystacks figures, will be available for pre-order from November the 14th uh, on CelloToys.net. And that just happens to be Big Daddy's birthday as well, which is which is quite apt and beautiful in its way so the uh the gangrel action figure it's just amazing because it can fit in with your luna action figure it can fit in with your al snow action figure as well and you can also have you can do gangrel against giant haystacks i mean in what other world could you do that and uh the the gangrel action figure in my opinion is uh not that you know We've talked about this before. There's not a lot of Gangrel action figures out there, but this is by far the definitive Gangrel figure. What did you think when you saw it? Yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. Um, it. It's the little details with with Chella that I've found is absolutely the way to go with figures. Um, specifically on this Gangrel, I was taken aback by the the detail on the goblet, specifically the blood. Um, the the rings on his fingers, the the the, the pattern on his on his pants, the ruffle in his in his in his shirts, um, you know his facial expressions bang on. It's 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 a ten on ten for me. And as far as like fantasy matchups, I mean, do we know for a fact that the Vampire Warrior didn't have a dark match in WCW when Lock Ness was there? <laughs> do we know that for a fact? With 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 other with other names, um, you know, being released by Cella, you know, uh, Al Snow, for example, um, it's it's like it's like the '99 European title uh, picture just come to life or plastic, I suppose. Absolutely, you talk about the uh, the designs on the tights, the uh, black armored plate strapped over the black tights. Now he didn't wear those for long in WWF. I can imagine a little bit cumbersome, maybe. Um, but the fact that those have been captured for the first time ever in action figure form, uh, you know, he's got the classic clothesline uh, action, which is good. So you could do kind of the impaler DDT because the arm swivels as well. And uh, like you say, he has True. the ring. He uh, he has his tongue pierced as well, which is just, like you say, little things like that. And now you see, I didn't, I didn't even notice that, but like stuff, stuff like that is, will absolutely make sense when it's in hand, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, you noticed it. I, I didn't, I'll hold my hands up, but the fact that it is there, I can see that, I, you know, I've got the, I've got the blueprints in front of me. Based, based on the blueprints alone, it, it's, a, it's a must-have figure, and it'll be so much better once it's made. Yeah, Tippy, Tippy does a stellar job with his uh, his blueprints, and this figure, uh, like the Al Snow figure, will be available exclusively through figure collections, and you can find them on Instagram. Uh, and with these figures, they're made directly in cooperation with the wrestler themselves. You know, wrestlers have suggested changes in the past, uh, and 
Chell is more than happy to listen because no one knows what would represent the wrestler more than the wrestler themselves, like Haku, when he suggested changes. So, uh, yeah, the, the detail on this thing is uh, is incredible, and I urge everyone to check it out. And uh, the, like I said, the blueprint is... Uh, it's the uh, thumbnail for this show, and you can find it on the Turntruckle Instagram page, Chella Toys Instagram page, and of course the Figure Collections Instagram page, which uh, you can buy or you will be able to pre-order the figure from. Now, Lance, before we get into Gangrel, just to give people a bit of yes. a background on yourself as a fan and a collector, give you know fill us in on your history. Um, so my first memory, full stop, not even first wrestling memory, first memory of being alive is Butchwagger Luke being. <laughs> Uh, eliminated from the Royal Rumble by Earthquake, so that's 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 the that's the start off. That's the kickoff. Me becoming an actual fan though is a little bit later. Um, I was in the Boy Scouts. We had a uh, a litter picker detail. One of the other boys put a brick in the bottom of his bag. He swung the bag. The bag hit my face. My face exploded. I ended up with a bandana, which ended up being red. And people said I look like Hulk Hogan, so I had to look it up because I'm an uh, you know I'm an, uh, an obsessive idiot, <laughs> and um, a fandom was born. So I, I, regrettably, it's Hogan. You're in good company. Paul London said it was Hogan for him as well. Oh well, it's a uh, it's it's. Uh, I mean, I'd like to think I'm as good looking as Brian Kendrick. <laughs> well, it was Paul London who said it, so who knows? I know, but like as a tag team, Paul, come on. <laughs> okay, London, <laughs> London and Lancy. Well, it's, uh, I mean, book it, please. <laughs> um, I think Paul London said it was due to like the, the hot dog flavor, uh, colored skin. Um, <laughs> the hot dog flavored water. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, hey, I get it. I get it. Well, I mean, red and yellow, isn't it? He's, al- he's already in the ketchup and mustard. <laughs> anyway, so as far, as far as becoming a real fan, mm-hmm. Like honest to goodness, you know, likes 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 the wrestle. Um, that was uh, ninety nine uh, WCW uh, on TNT after after Cartoon Network went off the air. Also worldwide on Channel Five. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I the first the first WCW show I watched was uh, Thunder, maybe a week before my birthday. Um, Lenny Lane versus Rey Mysterio Cruiserweight title um, Lenny Lane going in as champion Rey Mysterio sans mask and uh, I love Lenny Lane then, I love Lenny Lane now <laughs> um, but then I dropped off for a bit came back 2007 with Punk being in the main event and uh, I've not looked back really as far as collecting that's a more recent thing, I did get figures here and there for special occasions, birthdays, Christmases, etc. Um, the first ever figure I got actually was a Triple H. Yeah, so obviously the re- the reason we know each other is because of a, a Wrestle Toy Shop in our uh, local area of which I was the manager. And uh, I had to become intimately aware of the lines. Um, I'm not so much now because I, I haven't been in that in that line of work for a fair few years, but um, I had I had to start my own collection because I was around it the whole time, and my work life balance was horrible at that point. Uh, it's it's spectacular now, but back then everything was wrestling. I don't get me wrong; 
I love collecting. I love wrestling. And I and I love all the things that come along with all of the things. So get my current, my current collection, my current collections, the new the, the the new Japan line, and there are a couple of a couple of other lines that I do collect as well. Specific superstars mostly. So getting into wrestling in '99, I'm guessing you didn't see a Gangrel match until years later. You're getting into um, WCW specifically because Gangrel was there until late mid to late 2000 in WWF. So. Um, I mean, the first the first tape that I got was uh, WrestleMania 15, but then the ball started rolling pretty quickly onto the events surrounding that. So uh, the '99 Rumble, for example, obviously Gangrel was in that European title match with X Pac. Um, but I, like, I didn't I didn't watch Raw until much later. Um, SmackDown was. Uh, there or thereabouts, but that didn't come around so much later either. So yeah, I, I, I was a WCW kid for my sins. Then yeah, nothing wrong with that. I watched the Demon debut. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> did you watch his re-debut? Uh, I did. I did. Mad madness. What Dale Tolbert <laughs> will be getting up to these days? <laughs> <laughs> um, so Gangrel, uh, I'd probably seen some uh, Black Phantom matches um, with him against whoever, like Mark Henry, or you know. But obviously, you wouldn't know who it is if you're not familiar with him on like the independent scene or ECW or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. But I remember because we didn't get heat in this country. We got like a uh, a heat recap show and. If he was on it, I never saw it, but he made his debut on Heat against, uh, I believe it was Scotty Too Hotty, and then on the Raw the next night, he faced Brian Christopher, but there were no vignettes or anything like that. He just kind of showed up cold, and I remember before they went to a break, it was just Gangrel backstage, and back then, there really was nothing like that, especially on WWF television. Like the, I think the Gangrel character and the brood came along at the right time for like angsty teenage types. Such as myself. Oh, absolutely the right time. <laughs> also, let's not forget, like, Buffy. Like, vampires were in. I agree. And the, the entrance, I mean, we're going to get, because we're going to uh, be interviewing uh, the man himself on the next episode of the Cello Toys podcast. We'll be going more in depth, but this is just us talking about it as fans. Um, Edge had been around for a few months at that point. It was just intriguing to me because there just had never been a feud that was already going on by the time two new characters came to the WWF and like Edge would come out of the crowd and attack Gangrel and it was like Sin never explained but it just it added a lot of like volatility to the show and like just made it slightly unpredictable which I thought was really cool um but you know the the thing with the attitude era is everything's moving so fast that, that like a storyline that could have played out over years um played out really over a couple of months before Christian's uh, Christian's debut. Christian showed up at uh, Breakdown during an Edge match, and uh, you didn't know who he was. They've just made a trading card of that, actually, which is uh, fun. And um, then very quickly went with Gangrel. And you know, it, like I say, I I knew nothing about. That's the thing. I don't want to sound like uh, old Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler trying to explain gothic lifestyle to a child. Um, but I knew nothing about it. But I just knew that it was different and alternative and unique and just. 
I don't know. It's just something about it that like ticked a lot of boxes for me. And, you know, I'm guessing you saw something in that kind of character as well, like being a fan of people like Raven. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, any, anything that's got a more of a, a, a darker shade to it. Mm. Um, like I'm, I'm a bit, I'm a big, uh, supernatural kind of guy, not just the show supernatural, but like, you know, vampires and, you know, uh, ghosts zombies etc um so i you know the brood was probably probably my first kind of delve into the the darker side of things you know Hmm. um apart from the demon obviously (laughs) obviously yeah screaming norman smiley no um (laughs) yeah because i mean i I, I'm, i'm a i'm a big buffy and angel guy but they didn't they didn't come on my radar until much later as well you know so if if there was any if there was any you know supernatural wcw characters i can't remember them outside of the demon but that was a kiss thing more than anything else yeah uh, so yeah uh, the the brood prob- probably was the the first dalliance into the supernatural i, I mean obviously outside of the undertaker and kane but like I, don't, I didn't really pay attention to the main event. And that kind of rings true to this day, really. I'm more of an undercard guy, and I suppose we have Vince Russo to thank for that, but and nothing else. Um, well, that's the thing. With, um, with The Brood, unlike The Undertaker and Kane, this was designed to really hook in the younger audience, and it helped that, like, you know, Edge and Christian were, like, younger-looking dudes as well, so there's an audience for that. And Gangrel, because he... I, you know, to a point, kind of lived that lifestyle. He got the fangs made. You know, those are in his face. <laughs> and, um, you know, there's a, a degree of uh, authenticity there, which I think a lot of people forget about with some of the, the more over-the-top attitude era characters. And looking back on it now, I love anything that is contemporary to the time as well. And I don't think it's really dated now, to be honest. The gang, uh, like the Gangrel vampire wrestler, uh, deal that would work anytime as other wrestlers have you know shown since then but not done it quite as well as uh as gangrel yeah well i mean the, the, there's been other attempts at a, a vampire or or a you know somebody who lives an alternative lifestyle in inverted commas you know i mean we could we could we could go down the list but none of them have none of them have, have, have hit quite so viscerally apart from viscera uh then then uh gangrel i mean yeah he 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 lives the gimmick and it's and it's there for all to see i I mean we all know at this point the best gimmicks are yourself turned up to 11 right but you you just have to look as far as like kevin thorne to know that kevin fertig isn't isn't a vampire and never was and never will be is he a mordecai who knows (laughs) but uh is he a hate vanson I mean, who's who's to say? This is one of the sort of uh, ideas at the time that Vince Russo was dead on with because he did even owned a video store that rented out horror films and stuff like that. He kind of had a, and loved the Lost Boys and all that kind of thing. And he kind of had his finger on the pulse with this. And there's a magazine article in late 99, uh, mid to late 99, of The Brood in underground nightclubs. And they just, you know, you never saw wrestlers you barely saw wrestlers out of their ring attire to be honest but the fact that they were wearing you know actual uh like say contemporary clothing and stuff like that you can just 
it it just had such appeal to the right audience i think you know to girls and to you know boys like who were living a bit of an alternative lifestyle as well and i think that they didn't dig into that nearly enough um because the brood didn't last a year but when you think about the the legacy and the the memories that people still have of it. I mean, you look at Edge coming out at SummerSlam with the brood entrance and, uh, you know, <laughs> sure Cankrell will get into what that meant uh, to him, um, mm. you know, uh, during our interview as well. But people remember that stuff. And it's one of those parts of the Attitude Era that, uh, you know, thankfully is getting brought back into uh, people's consciousness a little bit more as well. Yeah, but it's also it's also nostalgia, like of the highest order. Obviously, like nostalgia works on a twenty-year cycle, right? So, uh, even the new brood at this point, you know, um, they they kind of typified the whole thing a little bit more than Edge and Christian did. Because I mean, I, um, maybe I'm speaking out of school here, but I I got the I got the impression that Edge and Christian were were not that into it as a, as much as Gangrel, at least. Matt and Jeff Hardy kind of did get it a little bit more. Yeah. Even though they, you know, they didn't, it, it, it didn't fit well, but it, it, it's, it still worked weirdly. And then they went and had a ladder match and nobody, nobody, you know, <laughs> nobody remembers that they were the brood either. You know? but, <laughs> Gangrel even came to the ring with them for that match, but a lot of people, you know, um, but the thing is, like you know, Gangrel had built his name over that that previous year without winning a title, but he was heavily featured, and it mm-hmm. did nothing but help the Hardy Boys more than probably the Michael Hayes uh, connection did, and it, mm-hmm. it it did kind of work. I mean, there's a story that uh, Jeff told, I think, in his biography that they did this thing where they were kind of praying as they went up through the fire, and then Undertaker backstage was like, "Don't ever do that again. That's my gimmick, basically." But it, it worked for them because, you know, as we've seen with Jeff specifically, but with Matt as well, there's a lot of alternative, like you know, whatever alternative is, but there's, you know, off the beaten track lifestyle with Matt and Jeff as well. That, like you say, mm-hmm. did work for the, uh, for the new brood. And Gangrel is kind of that leader. Uh, and, and especially being noticeably older as well made perfect sense uh, for that. Like definitely more sense than the Terry Runnels managing the Hardy Boys. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I agree with that. So Gangrel, you know, he's he's there for a couple of years, and I think it's one of those things that you know, and we'll get more into this during our interview. But he, when a character came in during the Attitude Era specifically, they were kind of a lot of them were gone by the end of that very specific Attitude Era time. Now, whether that's because of the Russo connection or because they felt like they'd done as much as they could do with the character, um, you know, a lot of them sort of fell by the wayside. But the the good thing with Gangrel, you know, the transitioning into Vampire Warrior is he could basically work all the indies. I mean, you know, and work big shows as well, like the WWA tours with Luna, uh, you know, his wife at the time and basically just keep doing the gangrel thing and not really have to change much up. And and, and do you remember the one SmackDown when he returned uh, with Viscera uh, to beat up The Undertaker with, like, Bradshaw's lackeys for one show? Yes. So that I, I did enjoy that because they never really talked about Bradshaw also being in the ministry. Um, 
which which I think they could have went more into. Like I I enjoyed. I understand why the brood were in the ministry. It made perfect sense because they were kind of they had that kind of like follower mentality to them. I guess. Um, but yeah, and then, and and crucially, there were there were goths effectively. Yeah. So you know the the whole the whole thing with with the ministry was you know, again dark side stuff. They've been referred to as Buffy the Vampire Slayer villains, which I mean, at the time, wouldn't have been anywhere near as lame as that sounds now. <laughs> but you know, Buffy was good, so you know, there's no reason why that shouldn't have transferred over to other. And and, it was, and Buffy was on UPN as well, like SmackDown was. So yeah. that's that's synergy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and besides the Undertaker himself, who you know, even during the ministry days, was still getting a huge pop. The other people getting the pop were the Brood, basically, and that's why you know it, it's always been talked about that the ministry were going to be faces uh, throughout that feud against the corporation. But the way that um, the Brood left the ministry, I thought was really, uh, really creative. Yeah, yeah, I think Chris, I think Christian gave up where Stephanie was, and then Ken. Went and found her. And then he was covered in blood, wasn't he? <laughs> Screaming his face off, covered in blood, terrifying. <laughs> that is quite terrifying. Um, so the uh you know, the brood were able to break away by that point, but again, things were moving so quickly that Edge, Christian, and Gangrel weren't gonna be around for much longer. I mean, Gangrel, I think, admits this himself that he was like almost the launching pad for Edge and Christian to take off, even though original plans were really for Gangrel to be the the breakout from the brood. Um, but, yeah. you know, I think Gangrel's he's never been anything but supportive of Edge and Christian for everything they've done since then. And I know I he takes a smart move. Yeah, and, and I know he takes a lot of pride in the fact that, you know, he was an important early part of both of their careers as well. And uh, he was even on the Edge and Christian uh, network show and uh, not long ago as well, which I marked out over hugely. Um, of course. But uh, yeah, the Gangrel uh, as Vampire Warrior uh, appeared in uh, a show in South Shields, and that's where I got to meet him for the first time. I, did you ever see him perform live? Um, I haven't. I've, I mean, there's there's been ample chance, and I, I feel bad for every single time that I've passed that up now. Um, <laughs> But um, yeah, I mean he'll he'll be back. He'll be back certainly, and then I'll you know take him up on on the on the offer of uh, signing my cello figure. Absolutely. Well, that's the thing. Uh, he still wrestles, owns his own company now, uh, or his own training school. And uh, you know when I saw him in '08, like the, he was running another company at that time, a more adult-oriented uh, company, which I'm sure we'll get into uh, with the interview with uh, with uh, Gangrel. Um, the uh, there's a brood promo that was made for. Do you remember the wrestle vessel? Remember the ship or the cruiser? Um, yes, vaguely. Now that you've said it out loud, yes. Well, that, that. That yeah, fantastic. I know. Wow. <laughs> That's good but stuff. That lasted from, I believe, 96 to 99. And in 99, the uh, they made a promo for Edge and Christian to sign, but it was a brood promo, so all three of them are on this promo. But Gangrel, I'm guessing, had already left the brood by this point because it's the Wrestle Vessel. It's summer, so and Gangrel had left the brood 
uh, July because he cost edge the Intercontinental belt. It fully loaded and uh, got Christian on his side. Oh, it looked like he was going to, and then they eventually turned on Gangrel and had the bloodbath match and everything as well. Um, so Gangrel, obviously, he wasn't at the Wrestle Vessel for this signing. So that was what I had to take along to this signing. Uh, and, you know, he, he dated it as well. And I, I, so that is one of my favorite things in my collection because I can't imagine many people have this prompt because most of them were, na- uh, were personalized as well because why wouldn't you? But this one isn't. Um, and I'm quite actually happy to keep it that way. Um, and yeah, I, I'm just quite proud of that. And I've got no end for that bit. But uh, yeah, I'm a Ooh. big fan. <laughs> but I'm a big fan of Gangrel and the Brood. I, I mean, I, again, I have to I have to reiterate that I, the figure looks mint, and uh, Gangrel is and was mint. Like I, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a big I'm a big fan I'm a big fan of Gangrel, and have been since the first time I saw him, which would have been the '99 Rumble. So he he's he's unique. There's, uh, there's not been another Gangrel, you know what I mean, and it's that longevity, at least in memory, that has led to such such things as having a having a deal with Chella to have his much deserved and long overdue actual figure that looks like him, and not just looks like him, like is absolutely on point on every single bit that it needs to be tongue piercing and all. Yeah. We've been waiting for it for a long time. I mean, as, as we touched on uh, Gangrel, the name was owned by what white wolf comics. I want to say um, uh, white wolf, uh, maybe not comics, but it's, it's from, it's from the RPG vampire, the masquerade. So uh, uh, tabletop RPG. So like Dungeons and Dragons, but for vampires. That's run by White Wolf, but I'm not sure whether it was comics. Um, either way, uh, you know, that meant that for the longest time, n- no Gangrel merchandise uh, and, you know, a, a huge crime. And I know that was something that he wanted to rectify. He's been able to rectify that. And as a result, uh, you know, TV appearances as Gangrel uh, merchandise and long may this continue because I, you know, like yourself, love Gangrel and will have anything that uh, gets brought out under the Gangrel name. Um, so yeah, the uh, the Gangrel Cello Toys action figure, which will be available exclusively through figure collections. Find them on Instagram and uh, Cello Toys on Instagram will fill and on Twitter and on Facebook will fill you in on all of that information as well as the official Cello Toys podcast. Now, Lance, I want to thank you for uh, coming on. Uh, it, it didn't feel like we had enough time, but uh, because we can talk, we talk at, you know, we just bore people to death with our wrestling conversations sometimes. Um, yeah. <laughs> and we can get incredibly niche and we'll definitely do more of this. Uh, but yeah, I want to thank you for stepping in uh, for this uh, very special one-off episode and uh, hopefully do more in the future as well. So it, then it wouldn't be one-off, would it? But uh, this Gangrel one is a one-off and uh, we'll be back next week with the Gangrel interview, which I cannot wait for. Submit your questions and uh, they will be asked and you will get a shout out on air. And uh, yeah, want to thank you again and we will see you all next time. Pleasure.